1: more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really?
2: Yes. Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void representative prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome everyone to a very special edition of the Washington Wrestle Talk podcast. My name is Mike. I'll be your host this evening. Um, as you know, I'm you know, just a little small podcast, but you know, I'm on so many different platforms right now. Um, you know, I'm on Spotify, um, of course, Spreaker. I'm on um, iTunes, TuneIn, Google Play Music, but um, I also have an email address set up to send your questions to our guests, um, WashingtonWrestleTalk at gmail.com. And I also now have a phone number for people, um, to text or, you know, I'm not so sure about the call thing yet. Um, I tried doing the Wi-Fi call with Sammy Ross, um, and it didn't pan out, but, um, I have a number for people to text their questions. Um, that phone number is 360-234-2506. Uh, once again, that is 230, or 360-234-2506 to text your questions to any one of my guests um, that come on. Um, there will not be a podcast this Sunday, however, with uh, it being Mother's Day. So all you m- moms out there, I wish you a happy Mother's Day. Um, Saturday I will have Becca Jaguar who's a session boxer on the show um, in the very near future I will have Julie Winchester Ariel X um, Jennifer Thomas and you know just a whole slew of other um, session wrestlers and my uh, guest is calling in right now so we will get this thing started Hello how are you?
2: How
1: are you? Is it Mike? This is. Welcome to the Washington wrestle Talk podcast. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing well, Mike. Thank you for having me
1: on. Yeah, no problem. So uh, let's uh, let me see if I can turn the volume up on this a little bit.
0: Can you, can you hear
1: me okay? Yeah, um, you know I had to reset this phone today, I do a complete factory uh, reset on it because when I uh, plugged it into you know my charger last night. Uh, everything was fine, and then when I unplugged it is when I started having issues. So, But thankfully, everything's good to go, and we are here we are. Um, I actually just announced that um, I now have a telephone number, an uh, additional telephone number to where people can text their questions into to um, the guests. And also, right off the bat, we have a question for you. Oh, wow. <laughs> right for- off the bat. From, uh, my guest last night. Okay. <laughs> um, he kind of put two and two together and figured it was you that was going to be on the show. So... <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, he's, yeah, he's a little like I'm, I'm the reason. Uh,
1: <laughs> he goes, as a fan, custom video lover and session guy, how hard is it to find an outlet to talk about your fetishes? I know this is a secret life for most fans, and most don't tell family, friends, or anyone about it. How hard is it for you to spread the joy and excitement about your experiences with great women like Leah Labau, who's coming to Portland, by the way, to others out there? What can we do to help fans like you and the new fans open up and enjoy this industry even more?
2: Wow, that's a big question, and that is a um, that was actually question
1: one, two, three, four questions because he he goes after six questions last night. I owe you one good one. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, did I, did, did I actually, think well, I didn't figure that, um, you know, I'd be, you know, the only one, you know, um, whatever, so let's move on, um, let me answer these question. as far as an outlet for this and this interest that I have, um, this is kind of an outlet doing exactly what we're doing now, for example, um, talking about it. One of the things that's extremely difficult is basically, um, you know, hiding this interest from family and friends. It's something that I have tried to bring to the surface. It's something that I've talked to my wife about. It's something that, you know, she knows it's an interest of mine. Um, I have a couple of friends that know that it's an interest of mine. But for the most part, um, people think it's weird. And, um, you know, so therefore I have to hide it for the most part. And, you know, when you love the industry as much as I do and you've been involved with it as much as I have, um, you have to have an outlet for it. You have to have a way to experience it um, and still try to keep it as a secret part of your life. And that is extremely hard to do. You know, like getting away for sessions and keeping that from your family. Um, spending money and keeping that coming home, you know, watching videos, talking to wrestlers, um, doing this podcast, all of this takes uh, a tremendous amount of planning and, um, you know, hard work to keep it a secret. So that's, it's hard. It's really, really, really hard. And, um, you know, to have an outlet to be able to talk to session wrestlers is extremely important to me anyway. Um, you know, it's part of the reason that a lot of times when I do have a session, I don't wrestle most of the session. I just like to talk to the girls. And I'm also the type of person that is willing to pay for Skype. I'm willing to pay for a phone conversation. Um, I just like to talk about it. So a lot of the sessions that I've had, it's 50% talking just because I don't have any other outlet to, um, you know, express my interest and, you know, kind of, um,
1: I guess, enjoy the industry. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, when um, did you first get um, introduced to uh, the Session world?
2: Um, probably in the late 80s, I'd, I'd say. Maybe like 89, somewhere around there. Um, back then, you know, I, I really didn't know a whole lot about it. I mean, I used to watch a little bit of wrestling on TV, and there was Wendy Webster and people like that. Um, but I never knew that there were actual, actual ladies out there that um, allowed men to pay to wrestle them. So my first experience was um, I answered a, um, uh, it was an ad in a magazine, uh, at the back of a magazine. And, um, you know, there was, you know, back then there was no email, there was no websites, there was no internet, per se. And, um, you know, so the only way you could really actually set up session is to call and do some numbers and, you know, talk to the lady and, you know, she would communicate when she's going to be in your city and then you would go and meet her.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so you've, you've said you've been doing this for, uh, about 30 years. Um, huh? who was your first, um... "Quote unquote," well, upon always, it. Well, you always remember your first. Um, I
2: have no idea who was my second or third or fourth. You know, um, I, I mean, I have a pretty good idea. I think I can, I can't remember who it was, but um, it was a lady named Lee Price. She was my first.
1: Lee Price, I've heard that name.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was fun. She, I, I, I'll never forget the sessions because um, she was older than me, and she was actually kind of excited you know, to, to wrestle somebody that's, you know, 18, 19 years old. So, I remember a lot of the session just her like grabbing me and hugging me and just, you know, um, body to body contact, And, uh, that was the bulk of the session. She was just, you know, she enjoyed it. Um, you know, for the most part, I was basically like, I'm new to this. <laughs> Go easy on me. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, she was very, very professional.
1: Well, that, that's good. Um, now, you probably have some of your favorites. Um So who, who are some of your favorites?
2: Um, I've, I mean, I have a lot of favorites. I mean, it, it, it all depends on, um, you know, if they uh, like to have fun as much as I like to have fun during the session. And the most important thing to me is, um, you know, fun in a session for both of us. And if the lady isn't having fun and I'm not having fun, and vice versa. Um, I also like to make sure that it's extremely safe with you no know, injuries. Um, You know, so so that's a big part of it. As far as favorites that I've had over the years, there's a lot. Um, you know, back in the day, my favorite was like Jeannie Hollywood phone. I used to wrestle her regularly. Um, you know, she was amazing. She taught me a lot. She taught me a lot about the industry. She was fun to talk to. She has a lot of stories. Um, you know, people like Robin and Johnson, she's fun. I used to wrestle with Prince of the Monster Girls. We uh, see Fast Forward, you know, a few years later, um, I used to wrestle a girl down in Florida named Jill Monroe, role, which is from Scotland. Uh, and then, uh, you know, you mentioned Leah LeBeau not too long ago in this interview. Um, I started wrestling with kind her of back in the uh, which was in New Hampshire. Or, uh she pretty much kept in contact with her since so she's one of my family she does amazing things. Um you know there's a girl from Atlanta named Sam or Samantha that I wrestled. So um most of the uh, you know most of those ladies that i are just amazing and fun. But there's, there's ones I'm leaving a lot. You know, like uh only in a dog I've had a ton of really, really fun sessions, and I've had not-so-fun
1: sessions, um, but those are probably some of my favorites. Um, and you've probably had some of your, like you said, not-so-fun um, sessions. Um, off the top of your head, um, how many sessions have you had over the past 30 years? Um, well, I tried
2: to add it up the other day, and, um, you know, I figured, you know, based on some quick math, um, somewhere
1: between 900 and and 1000 somewhere in that range. Holy Jesus Christ. Yeah, a lot. Wow. Mm-hmm. You are my idol. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like, uh, it's, it's not all, uh, uh, I think it would
2: be a lot of money there asked. I mean, is
1: my wife ever you? You know, <laughs> yeah. If she ever found out how much you spent, I mean,
2: I, I was thinking about this. I could do ten million dollars easily just in just
1: sessions. Um. So that covers the uh, you know about yourself. Um. Have you really ever been injured in you know like accidentally in these sessions? Yes. of course I have.
2: Um, you know, like, like, uh, a lot of times when I was first, you know, uh, well, I shouldn't say that when I, not when I was first starting out, but, um, I don't, I have no, I have no training. I have none. I, I, I mean, the only training that I actually have is I, I have done some martial arts, but I have no real grappling training, no wrestling training. So I, I, kind of just, uh, you know, learn from the girls. You know, a lot of them I actually take the to teach you if you want to learn. Um, I don't have a whole lot of, um, I don't have a whole lot of training, and when you don't have training, um, injuries happen. You know, it's, it, it, in order to be sick, like Ariel got bad bad knee injury because the guy she was wrestling didn't know who, what he was
1: doing. Oh. And
2: He tore her ACL. Oh
1: my God. Um, so a,
2: a, a, a lot of times when you get injured, it's because somebody doesn't know what they're doing. And, you know, a lot of times there's brand-new session wrestlers out there that just, you know, they like to squeeze and they like to throw guys around. And, and some of them can, you know, hurt you if they don't know what they're doing. And, you know, I've had, you know, my fingers sprained. I've had um, my knees, you know, rust up. Um, I, had a, uh, I had a session on Mark McAfee's Glover as it was on the Cape in Massachusetts back in 2013. She put me in a guillotine hold and she caught my neck, and my neck was never healed, so my neck is permanently injured from the session, so a lot of times when I go into the session with a girl, I say, you know, be careful of my neck, you know, I'll be careful of yours, you'll be careful of mine, I don't a team so yeah, I've, I've, uh, I've been injured before.
1: Um, so where are you based out of? If I may ask.
2: I live in in South Carolina
1: now, so I basically
2: lived in three places. I lived in Massachusetts until I was 27. Then I moved to Atlanta. I lived in Atlanta for about seven years, and then I moved back to New England. And I spent a year in New Hampshire, a year in Connecticut, and then 14 years in Mass. And then I moved
1: to South Carolina two years ago. Now, have you met any um, of the West Coast based? Um, yes. Um, w- um other than Hollywood of course. Um
2: Yeah, I mean i, I used to um I used to work for a company that uh, was um headquartered in Anaheim. So I used to go out there, you know, and and while I was there I was there alone the hotel room. So I'm like, hey, while I'm here, I'm just gonna call up some session wrestlers and, and go over and see them. So, you know, um there's uh yeah, I mean Hollywood, um, you know, there's a bunch out there, so yes.
1: Uh, yeah, and some that come to mind are um you know Sam Grace, uh, uh-huh. who lives in L.A., uh, Malibu, of course. Uh-huh. Um, she's an interesting one, <laughs> uh-huh. but she's she's real funny. Um, and, and what I'd like to do, if it's okay, I mean, I don't want to get into the particulars
2: of all the girls that i wrestled. I mean, we could talk for five hours on that. I mean, I could give you the lowdown on almost everybody in the
1: industry. See, I, mean, I don't want. The see, line.
2: I've met most of them. What I actually like to talk about, if it's okay, is I'd like to talk about two things that are very, very important to me with regarding mixed sessions. Uh, one of them is the safety of the girls. Okay. Yes, and the second, and the second thing is my interest in bringing this this industry a little bit mainstream and kind of out of the hotel room. So, uh,
1: some of those topics. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. You know, safety of the Which girls. What do you want to start with? Safety of the girls is absolutely paramount. Um,
2: it it is, and and there's a lot that goes there's a lot that goes into that. Um, it's not just, um, you know, the the wrestling. So, for example, there was a there was a girl that was posting. I'm trying It was like the or something like that. I don't remember exactly what it is, and right? I can't look through the phone right now. But she posted about how you know the guy got a little bit too rough, and she told him to help turned it down, and, you know, so he turned it down a little bit, and then it got a little bit too rough again. And so, you know, he ended up leaving, and, um, you know, he wanted a refund from session. um, So I'd like to talk about that a little bit. So first of all, um, communication and communication and communication and communication is crucial. It's, It's crucial before the session so that you both understand what each other expects And it's crucial during the session so that you can adjust based on each other, okay? Mm -hmm. Even if you've wrestled the person before, okay, people's needs change, people's abilities change, people's fitness level changes, people's desires change. So even if you've wrestled them two, three, four times, you might not be able to wrestle them the same time, the sixth time, okay? So, So safety is important. Um, one of the things that, that girls are doing now is doing double sessions, okay? I completely get it. I mean, like, double, double sessions is a double-edged sword to, you know, put too fine a point on it, but um, I understand why the girls like to do it. Uh, there's, there's pretty much four reasons. Number one is um, it's, it's safety. You know, there's two of you there. So, um, you know, there's safety in numbers. Second reason is they can um, split the hotel cost and they can split the travel cost. Um, you know, the third reason is um, they can share each other's um, contacts, so for example if one session wrestler has two clients in a city and the other one has two clients in a city, now they can kind of combine those clients and now they have four people that they can see while they're there mm-hmm. so they can combine resources and then finally they have companionship they have somebody to uh, spend some time, time with while they're there so, so doubles is becoming popular, I get it um, it's not something that, uh, that I think is economically, uh, in favor of the guys, because it's usually, you know, too expensive, but I understand why the girls do it. I support it. Um, and if the, um, you know, and if the guy is willing to, you know, see this, see both of them at the same time, then he needs to pay whatever they're charging. It, it just, it is what it is. But that's a big part of the safety. Um, and then, and then, you know, and this kind of springboards me into kind of talking about my other topic that I wanted to talk about is getting this world kind of mainstream, okay? You know, I get it when you talk about, like, the sexual part of the session, that there's face-sitting or, or you know, fun-on-face or any of the sadism stuff, okay? Um, that stuff is never going to become mainstream. It can't. Um, but if you're just wrestling, and whether it be competitive or semi or just light wrestling, um, that has the ability to get out of the hotel room and onto a, onto a mat or an aerobic studio or a racquetball court or someplace where there's mats, someplace where there's other people around, okay? Because when you're in a hotel room, especially if you're one-on-one, um, stuff can go on, you know? Anything from, you know, um, the guy can get crazy, the girl can get crazy, you never know if there's uh, somebody next door that's going to think there's domestic violence going on, okay? Hotel rooms are just a, a, a bad place to have sessions. Unfortunately, they're in custody right now. Um, you know, there's not a whole lot of uh, options for those. Now, a lot of the sessions that I've done over the years have not been in hotel rooms, which is amazing, I, I and, and I'll tell you some of those resources that I have um, that's allowed me to do all the sessions that I've done, and I... Don't usually do them in hotel rooms because you don't need to. There's there's other ways, mm-hmm. you know. So um, you know that's two of the things that I, I kind of wanted to talk about, um, you know. And then safety has a lot to do also with, um, you know, like I said, your knowledge of wrestling. You know, do you know how to apply certain holds that that you know apply pressure, but they don't apply, you know, they don't cause injury. Yeah. Okay, so um, those are two things that I find absolutely crucial in um, in sessions, is safety of the girls and, you know, hopefully trying to get out of the hotel rooms and onto the mats and
1: into more public places. Mm-hmm. So, um...
2: And then, and then I do have a, a few other things that I'd like to talk about if I could. So, um, the, um... When you mentioned like for, so I usually do semi-competitive, okay? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talked about that girl that, you know, uh, ends up doing semi-competitive with the guy and he ends up, you know, going full bone cutter, okay? So there's different levels of semi So if a girl says that she offers a semi comp session, that has to be discussed with the wrestler or the guy uh, ahead of the session. Because just because you say semi there's is multiple levels of semi comp okay? Mm-hmm. In a nutshell... In a nutshell, what semi-comp is, is um, it's resistance. So the guy provides resistance, and he prevents the girl from trying to get a submission hold on. Okay? Now, there's other levels of that. For example, there's push and pull. Um, You know, there's, you know, the guy tries to, you know, get a submission on the girl. The girl tries to get a submission on the guy. There's a little bit of back and forth. That has to be discussed. You know, the guy needs to be able to say to the girl, "Hey, do you mind if I try to get a submission on you?" And by the way, when I wrestle, the only type of submission hole that I go for is a body scissors. I don't go for any kind of headlocks or ankle locks. I'm, 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 I try to stay away from the neck. If I can get my legs around the girl's body and maybe squeeze a little bit, um, I—that's usually all I go for. And if I can't get that, then you know she's going to kick my ass pretty much the whole session. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but I mean so so you mentioned Leah Lebeau. Mm-hmm. anybody anybody out there that is that wants to know exactly what a, a version of semicurve is, okay, get on Google, do a search on Leah LeBeau interview with b v Lang. Okay. It's a five minute interview that they did a couple of years ago and, and um and at both the three minute mark, so both the three minute mark to the four minute mark, so about sixty seconds. Leah talks in detail about exactly what a semi-top session is. Okay? And, she, and, and she says stuff like, um, you know, she likes it to be tough and aggressive, like a push and a pull, a yin and a, a yin, if you will. Um, but she likes it um, to be a little bit slower, not so fast, not so hardcore, you know, um, I'm not going to kill you, you're not going to kill me. Um, a little bit of that, um, but not do the whole session. You know, you have a break, you laugh, you giggle. Um, it needs to be pleasurable for her. It needs to be pleasurable for you. Um, but you're not trying to kill each other. And
0: you know what she is, but we still are with a wink. Okay? Yeah. In a, nutshell, in a nutshell, that is basically the type of session that I like. That's my favorite. Okay? When a girl is willing to basically do a little bit of back and forth. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and, she, and she couldn't have said it better in that interview, and I thought it was just...
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm, I'm sure everybody is that's listening is heeding this advice, you know. Um, there was something else that you wanted to talk about, because, you know, we were talking about the safety of the girls, of course. Uh-huh. Um, My mind is just wandering right now. <laughs> well, well I, get, I get a couple of things. Okay, so so um, I'm going to talk about a couple of uh, topics. I so first
2: of all, um, a lot of people are probably wondering, how the hell does this guy do not have a Okay? It, it's actually really, really easy. Um, you know, first of all, remember that the sessiongirls.com site and the WB270 site, that's the best of the best. That's the cream of the crop. That's the Super Bowl of female wrestlers. That's where the best that's, hang out.
0: Yeah. And, and if you want to and you want to spend top dollar on them, that's where you
2: go to find them. The problem is they're, they're constantly traveling. It's tough to, you know, for you to get a session with them because they book up quickly. They're the most popular ones out there, and you pay for their sessions. Now they're amazing. One of them is absolutely amazing. Okay, but there's other resources that that are out there. Um, for example, there is um, this kid clubs, this fetish clubs. Those are everywhere. Um, there's a company called Tempest out in New York that has a whole, um, you know, stable of female wrestlers. You just call up, you know, Lisa, and you basically say, "I'm going to be in town. I'm going to be in New York on such and such a date." I'd like to wrestle this girl. And she might be like, well, she's not available, but I have this one. Okay, so she's got a whole group that you can wrestle. There's a guy down in um, um, just just south of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, that has a company called Women's World Wrestling. Um, he's got a whole stable of girls. And you just call him up, and, and he's got an amazing facility. It's, it's huge mats, um, showers, changing areas, and, um, you know, it's, it's extremely safe. Uh, and you just pick the girl that you want to wrestle you contact them and, and you just go you know and, and wrestle them. so you don't always have to necessarily negotiate with just the on those two sites um, in addition to that there's you know there's, um, there's places that offer oil wrestling and mud wrestling gentlemen's clubs you know all you need to do is just say to any of these girls you know because they'll do lap dances and things like that you know you say to them you know twenty dollars and
1: funny that you mentioned, you know, the medical benefits, you know, because they don't get them, you know, doing this. Um, I don't know if you saw, I believe it was last year when Megan Jones had uh, quite a substantial um, medical bill. No, I didn't. I mean, I know about A.L.X. I mean, I don't really
2: try to get into the details as far as
1: following, you know, what happens to the girls with MGs. To keep that too, but, um, this no, wasn't I an injury though Megan. this wasn't an injury okay what happened um god I don't remember but I you know I immediately spoke up you know I sent her a DM and said hey um I'll tell you what uh any sale I make on my clips for sale store I will you know give to you say 75-80% to help you pay for these these bills and, you know, she'd never met me before. Um, we finally did meet, um, but it wasn't for a session, you know, wrestling session. It was for an interview session that I had. But she was just thrilled that a complete stranger that she hadn't met yet would just go out of his way to help, you know, someone like her. And, yeah. you know, I because I know how it is for people that, <clears throat> excuse me, that don't have insurance because I work in the medical field myself i work a uh, retail pharmacy and i do everything i can to make sure that someone can afford their uh, medications uh-huh. and you know it just really breaks my heart when people don't have insurance and you know the cost of some of these medications are just astronomical Yeah. And, and,
2: you know, one of the things that I've always been a big believer of, I mean, like a lot of money that I spend in this industry, I don't just spend on sessions or customers. I spend it on helping the girls, you know, because there's a handful that, you know, that need some help every now and then. Oh yeah. And and it could, and it could be help with medical expenses. It could be help with, you know, a car, it could be help with, you know, other things, you know, um, I feel that, you know, if you're going to be part of this industry, you need to, you know, go above and beyond and support the industry. So, for example, I, I, um,
0: I belong to a, a, a group called the Rotary Club. So it's an oh, yeah.
2: international organization. You know, like, uh, our motto is service above self, okay? And, and I just don't preach that because I'm a Rotary member, okay? I try to live off that motto in every part of my life, which includes the female wrestling industry. Okay, so so I, I, I try to make sure that I'm helping the girls, okay, um, before I help myself, because some of them need it, some of them need some help, and what I don't want is I don't want them to leave the industry, you know, that they're um, a, a, an asset in, because of something that, you know, they need help with, so, you know, so like- if, I can, if I can help somebody out and keep them, doing what they love, you know, then then I'm doing the industry a service, and, you know, she's happy, I'm happy, the industry's happy, and we all win, so, you know, hopefully more fans have the ability to help these girls out every now and then, and, uh, you know, and it's not just, you know, for sessions and customs. it's, you know, they, they, um, you know, sometimes they need help with everyday
1: life. Yeah, exactly. Um, taking a break real quick, uh, just to uh, say that if any of you listening have a question for, uh, Dan here, you can email me at gmail.com or you can text your question to 360-234-2506. Again, I'm talking with Dan, who, um, a gentleman that's been doing sessions now for 30 years. That is unbelievable. Thank you. Um, do you mind
2: if I talk about emails for a second?
1: Uh, sure. Go for it. Okay. So, emails is the primary way that um, sessions get set up. Okay. Typically, a session wrestler will advertise that they're going to be in a certain city, um,
2: or they want to uh, communicate that they're going to be available for sessions, and to email them um, to inquire. Okay. So, first of all, I'm going to talk about uh, I'm going to talk about the guys and what they how they should handle this. Okay, Uh, I did a session with a lady in Atlanta that I have sessioned with many, many times. Um, So the first session, I was just in Atlanta, and I was visiting some friends and some plans filled through when I was bored, okay? So um, I went on the WB270 site, I found out that she was in Atlanta, and I sent her an email. And based on the email, she um, contacted me. And she said, "Why don't you come to my house? I get off work at eleven. So why don't you come to my house at midnight?" And I'm like, "Okay, this is unusual. I've never gone to anybody's house at midnight before." Um, and and when I get to the house, it's this big house in Western Atlanta, and it's just me and her. We're all we're all by ourselves, and I'm like, "Wait a second. She hasn't known me from a hole in the wall. I don't know her. You know, um, it's it, it, it's a little bit unusual for me." So I asked her, "I'm like, what?" makes you feel safe you know i'm like i don't feel safe i'm like you could have you know you know guys ready to jump in 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 some bedroom somewhere and and, you know take home i I don't know you know we don't know
0: each other yet you know and um and she goes i could tell everything from your email wow
2: and i'm like okay and and i also heard about you that um that a boss um journalist did on Hollywood Bessone or Jean Hollywood Bessone mm-hmm. and she said and she said that she's really, really good at reading people based on their first email. Okay. So I learned from that and I basically so what I want to communicate to guys is that if there's any guys out there listening, the first email that you send a session wrestler so is huge. Okay? They are going to probably make a decision whether or not they're going to even wrestle you based on that first email. So be professional, say exactly what you're looking for, okay? Tell them the type of session that you want, okay? Take the time to go to their um, WB270 page or the sessiongirls.com page and read. A lot of them will put it all right down in there and, and answer basically all of your questions before you even contact them. So before you even contact them, do some research. Watch their videos, read up a little bit about them. Learn from them if they have a website, read everything that you can, and then if you have an interest, then email them. And when you email them, be professional, don't have any typos, get to the point, and tell them exactly what you want. If you are professional and you can say that you have references and the whole nine, okay, you stand a much better chance of getting a reply, okay? They get hundreds of emails a day. Now, as a, as a working professional, I get a hundred emails a day. It's up to read that many. Okay? So, be, you know, stand out. You know, be a pro. Get to the point. Okay? And um, and then move on. You know? Um, and then I'm gonna flip this, and I'm also gonna talk about um, the ladies. Okay? So ladies, if you are getting an email from a guy. You could get an email from a guy that you session with regularly, you could get an email from a guy that you've never heard of before, and you can get an email from a guy somewhere in between. Okay? You could be the 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 guy's first impression of this industry. Okay, so imagine this scenario. Imagine if the guy sends out a, a fairly well written email, you know, to a girl. He's never sessioned before, doesn't know anything about it, but is curious. Just done some research. Is a, you know, middle-aged guy that just wants to get some information and possibly wrestle a girl for the first time. Okay? sends an email to her, did a little bit of research, and she replies back with, here's my PayPal. Send me a $100 deposit and we'll talk. Ooh. Right?
0: Yeah. So, so all of a sudden, the guy's like, really? That's what this industry is on? I got
2: to pay before I even know who she is? So, so ladies... Pay attention to your replies sometimes. I know that you get a million emails, and I know that you want to, um, you know, try to filter out the, the jerks from the serious ones, okay? But you are the first impression of a lot of these guys that want to be, you know, want to be involved in this industry. And, you know, the, how you answer the email or how you respond to them is important. And by the way, if you're using email for business, And and that's where a lot of this is. This is business. So in the business world, okay, and this is a real statistic, in the business world, a reasonable amount of time to respond to a business email is 48 hours. Okay? That's a reasonable amount of time. Now, it's okay to, you know, hold them off for a little bit. Maybe you reply and say, you know what, I got 1,000 emails I got to get to, I'll get to you in a couple days okay, move on to the next email, then go back to that one when you have time, okay, but I have at least five email addresses, three of them are business, two of them are personal, my personal ones, I might not answer for months, okay, my business ones, I answer all the time, one of the business emails, I get probably 300 emails a day, I have to answer those pretty much the same day, okay, so, We're all busy. We all get a lot of emails. But if it's your business and this is what you do, take the time to respond to the emails if you want to be successful. And if you don't have the time to respond to the emails, then maybe think about doing a different career. Because that is the courtesy that customers expect. Okay? So I I apologize for getting a little bit real. You know, a lot of session wrestlers are probably ready to jump through the phone and say, you have no idea. I'm like, Actually,
1: I do? I'm, I'm I I'm just waiting for one of them to them. I'm just waiting for one of them to either text something to me or uh you know send me an email about this. Um, so far we're clear on that. Um okay. yeah, um, but, that's but that's it, all it's, email. it's It's like great advice. Guys be
2: professional and ladies be professional and, and and we'll all be better off.
1: Professional courtesy will get you a long way.
2: Right. Um and then, and, uh, one, one other topic I'd like to, to talk about before we get into the actual day of the session is, uh, is the rates, okay? Because so this seems
1: to be a huge hot button. Um, yes, after, after what you've heard of my, um, session, and what we talked about last night, what Mark and I talked about uh-huh. last night,
2: uh-huh.
1: um, I'm sure you, you've you heard about, um, the session that I did when I was in Las Vegas, uh,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, I'm going to be hearing that. Yeah. yeah, $400 that lasted five minutes. Right. And left me bruised on my around my eyes and cheeks and really hurt my neck. And I have a bad neck yeah. to begin with. Mm-hmm. But she she wanted $400 from me, and I was like, okay, whatever. And mm-hmm. that just kind of put a sour taste in my mouth. Of course. That's that, a lot of money. And then that's when I decided, you know what, I'm just going to start podcasting. And and that was one thing I was going to ask you before we get too far into yeah. other topics. Do you, what is your opinion of this podcast catering to, you know, the session business? I love it. Is, I love it. Now... It's an outlet for all of us to discuss this business. Um... There, I I'm not aware of any podcast specifically that's dedicated to just you know session wrestling.
2: Well, here
1: we are. Uh, there's a first that's for awesome. everything, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I'm excited about it, you know, and and, uh, and I love this industry, and I want to
2: continue to support this industry. Um, so so let me talk about race training for a minute. Now, first of all, and and you know, guys are probably going to be like. He's a friggin' idiot, okay? And I don't know if I can swear on this, but you did my say, he's a fucking idiot, okay? <laughs> it, it, this, is the, this is the way I feel about money with regard to paying the bills, okay? Um, they set the rates, this is their business, and they can charge whatever they want to charge. It is what it is, okay? However, I also feel that my, my, my time is valuable and their time is val- valuable. So, for example, if I send you a deposit and you cancel on me, I expect to get that deposit back and vice versa. Now, this is something that I do that is very unique, I think, and I don't know how many guys do this, but this is the way I feel. If a girl blocks off an hour or two of sessions, session, okay, and I cancel with her the day of, whether I've sent her a deposit or not, I'm going to send her the full price of the session, whether I was there or not. So I'll give you an example. If I am booking a girl on May 10th, and, and I'm sessioning with her from noon to two. So I'm sessioning with her for two hours. And she's charging me $800, $400 an hour. Mm-hmm. And she asks for a $100 deposit. So I send her $100 in PayPal at a time. So now I owe her $700 in cash when I get there. If I cancel, I'm going to PayPal her that $700 so that she gets the full amount of the money because her time was wasted by me because she's probably not going to be able to fill that time spot. Okay she mm-hmm. deserves that money whether because the fact that I canceled totally screwed her and um, she's not going to be able to get somebody that quick so I owe her that money that's the way I look at it okay and I know that might be unique but that's just the way I feel and that's the way I do things. yeah
0: okay?
2: if, I, if I if I tie up that time spot and I back out I'm sending her that money okay no. I've also had sessions that I've walked out on. They just weren't what I wanted, and after 20 minutes, I'm like, I am done. And I handed her the full amount of money anyway. So even though I even though I only spent 20 minutes there, I paid her for the entire time. That's what I should do. Right. But as far as rates, so let me just get into that real, real quick. Right. So back in the 80s and 90s, I was paying two thousand dollars an hour. Okay. So, in, in the rates these days are three to three hundred dollars now if you if you
0: you know get some of the top names. Mm-hmm. So, a credit to the girls. In the last thirty
2: years, the rates haven't gone up that much. Okay, but that also probably means that back in the eighties and nineties, charging two to three hundred dollars per session was overpaying. Okay, so I think the session prices were a little higher back then, and they've kind of leveled out now. Okay, um, but. Guys, if you, want, if you want a lower rate, you're going to have to go after, um, you know, some of the examples that I talked about before. You're going to have to go through a company that has multiple girls, or you're going to have to find one on your own, okay, or you're going to have to find one that is kind of starting out. When, I, when I, um, I, I met a girl up in New Hampshire, you know, back in 2004, and she said to me, she's like, for $400, I'll wrestle you all day, Okay she was 24 years old. She didn't have a whole lot of money. So 400 bucks in a day is pretty good. You know, so, so, you know, nowadays she doesn't need to charge that. uh, She doesn't need to make that kind of Um, But, But with regard to rates, okay, this is, this is kind of important. Now, now sessions vary and because sessions vary, rates vary. Okay. But if you're going to, um, post it on your, on your website that it's going to cost you X for this and X for that and try to be consistent with that. Um, you know, I've heard, you know, I've, I've, I've experienced some price gouging out there. You know, so it and guys talk. Guys know what other session wrestlers charge. And I, I actually have a session wrestler that I've, um, you know, wrestled over the years and that charges me a different amount every time I see her. I'm like, what's going on? Why is it always different? You know, we don't do anything different. I, I, I don't, you know, um, there's no travel involved, but, you know, in there's inconsistency. So
1: I just look for some consistency in the rates. That's all. Um, and, and I just got a question emailed. Okay. Okay. Um, what about a company that handles deposits for both fans and models?
2: A company that handles deposits for both fans and models. Yeah. Um, if they handle, the, oh, I know what you're saying. I think that would be perfect. You know, why I think about it, that's the best of both worlds. Okay? If the company handles the deposit for the fans and the models, right? If the fan cancels, the model gets the money. Mm-hmm. If the model cancels, the fan gets the money back. So, it's, it's, it's dark, because, have you, have you read the, one of the front pages of the wb 270 site where it talks about
1: deposits? Yes.
2: Okay, so there's a lot of girls out there that'll ask for deposits, and then they'll cancel the session, and then they keep the guy's money. Um,
1: yeah, I have become victim to that a couple of times.
2: <laughs> so have I, you know, but, but at the same time, I understand why girls need deposits, because if guy cancels, then they're screwed, but, Yeah. If there's a third party that holds the money, okay, then the girl shows
0: up for the session, the guy shows up for the session, Yes, Everybody gets paid, right? Mm-hmm. Okay? If, if one of them cancels,
2: the other person gets their money back. So I love the idea. That's actually the way it should be. You know, you have the ability to basically give the money to a third party, they make all the arrangements, okay, and then um, once the girl is there and the session happens and everybody's happy, money gets instantly sent, done, okay, perfect scenario, so I love it, I love the idea, whoever sent that in knows what they're talking about. Uh,
1: I'll give you three guesses on who sent that in. <laughs>
2: oh, wow. I mean, I have a handful of people that I know that are listening, so I don't
1: know. Same guy that sent the uh, first four questions in one email.
2: <laughs> okay. Um, all right, so, so I mean, that, that's pretty much my, my thought on my thought on rates. I mean, you know, I'm just asking the girls to be to be consistent. And, and I know that there's I know that there's hotel involved, there's airline involved, and there's, um, you know, there's costumes involved, there's different things that are going to spend during the session. Um, You know, but I also remember that you, you know, you you can be difficult, too. You know, and you're not necessarily difficult to the session wrestler. You can be difficult to the industry that you are dealing with, you know. I mean, you say to the hotel rooms all the time, you know, hopefully I can get a good rate. Or you try to get a good rate with the hotel. Or you try to get a good rate with the flights. Or you say to the hotel, you know, I'd like a corner room so that there's not... You know, somebody staying on both sides of me. I'd like a room with some space. I'd like a room with, um, you know, two double beds. Um, you know, and, and you get there, and the hotel is like, "Whoops, oh, you're on the first floor, and you got a garden view, and uh, you got you, you got some people around you, and you know, take it or leave it." You know, so um, you know, customers are difficult. That's just the world that we live in, and,
1: and, and that's mean, with any. Uh, I'm that's with any uh, industry, really. I mean, I, I deal with it on a daily basis, you know, working retail pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So.
2: Customers are difficult. And men as, a, men as a customer, men as a session guy, okay, they're going to be difficult. Every now and then, they're going to, they're going to not like your race. They're going to not like where you're staying. They're not, they're not going to like the time spot. Don't try to change them, okay? You can either accept it or you can not have their business, okay? I'm in the liquor business. I sell beer and I sell wine. By the way, we have to talk about beer sometime. But I yes. sell beer and I sell wine, okay? Can you, now, I try to give my customers the best price on wine. Can you imagine if I sent out a, a blanket email to all my customers and said, okay, I'm not trying to get a better price on, on the best price I'm offering. Okay? Stop being difficult. Okay, my customers would drop me in, the, in a New York minute, okay, customers are going to try to get deals, that's just the way that the world is, and you can either negotiate with them, oh. you know, yep, there's actually one other thing that I wanted to talk about, if it's okay, with regard to um, um, how guys should behave in
1: intersectionally. Uh, okay. I just I just got a okay. thing that said uh, internet connection lost, but it, it quickly rejoined, so we're good now. So, by all means, the the floor is yours. Okay. So, so um, so this is the day of the session, and
2: guys, I hope you're listening to this because this is how it should be, in my opinion. Okay. Um. So, with regard to um, the session, the ladies are going to take time to get ready for the session. They've booked the best hotel room that they can. Okay, they've they've um they've done their hair. They've had many pedis. Okay, they've shaved their legs. Okay, they've they've bathed. They've tried to wear outfits that you like. They've done a lot to get ready for the session. You should do the same. I'll give you some examples of things that you should do. Okay, make sure that you bathe. Make sure that you shower. You don't want to show up all stinks, Okay, um. If, you, if you're clean, shave them, shave. They don't want to stubble all over them as, as you guys are wrestling around. Now, I understand a lot of guys have beards, and it is what it is, but if you can shave, shave, okay? Um, brush your teeth. This is like right before the session, okay? Trim your nails. You don't want to scratch the girls. Take some time to groom yourself, okay? Now, before the session even starts, you enter the hotel room, I'm sorry, you enter the hotel and you're in the lobby. The girl might be on the fourth or fifth floor. Arrive early, okay? Use the bathroom downstairs. Maybe change there. Go to the bathroom. Brush your teeth, okay? Grab some water. Bring your own towel. Bring a change of clothes. These are all things that you should do before you even enter the session girl's room because you don't want to be using their bathroom if you don't have to. You don't want to be... um, you know, um, have, you know, whatever you ate for lunch on your breath. Um, you know, you you don't want to be using their towels, especially if it's a double session. They need probably all the towels they can get to bring your own towel, bring a change of clothes, okay? You don't want to be going to the session and spending time, you know, changing clothes, getting ready, because think about it. Your average session, especially if it's a double session, think about this. A double session is... $10 a minute, minimum, okay? Yeah. So every minute that clicks away, you're burning $10, okay? So if you sit there and you got to change clothes and, and, and maybe you're, like, you're talking to them and you're, you're taking a little break, and five minutes goes by, guess what? You might as well have just taken $50 out of your pocket and light it on fire, Yeah. okay? So have have the, take the time to get ready for the session before you knock on the door. Okay, and then finally, ladies, um, the day of the session might be the most important day of the guy's life, honestly, okay? They, they've admired you for years, okay? They've never had a chance to meet you before. This is their day. They've been looking forward to this day for, for weeks, months sometimes, and, you know, you're a celebrity to them. They are starstruck when they see you. Okay, so keep that in mind when you are when you're spending time with these guys. Okay, they they admire you. They you know they um, they want to actually learn from you. Like for example, when I when I session with girls, sometimes they teach me things. A lot of them are very fit. A lot of them are uh, they eat right. They take care of themselves. Um, I'm into Bikram yoga because the session wrestler that I frequent is a Bikram yoga teacher, okay? Um, there's certain things that I do to take care of myself that I learn from the session wrestlers. That's one of the reasons I do it. They're very, very educated as to how to take care of themselves. So I don't always just go to a session to wrestle them or to even talk to them. I go to the, the sessions to learn from them also.
1: You know, there's a lot more to it than just wrestling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so far those have been the only questions, um, that I've received for you. Um, you know, it's been very insightful, um, you know, especially for, um, you know, people that, you know, don't regularly session as much, you know, or somebody that, to somebody that hasn't sessioned at all, um... And sorry, um, it's a big, uh, big night here in the Portland Vancouver area. Um, it's a, oh, yeah. it's a crucial uh, crucial game between the uh, Portland Trailblazers and the Denver Nuggets right now, and we're at halftime. And so, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 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 I
2: was I was actually watching the game against um, Carolina, and I was like, if this game goes into overtime, and I could be on the podcast. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. You know, But, but I on but I, my communities. I would have I would have, uh, I would have missed the game
1: Because right now I
2: am I am not in my house I am in my car You know why I am in my
1: car? Because of the family Because of the family Yep If my wife had any idea What I was talking about I, I wouldn't be on the Yes But um So Um I want to do a little game here Okay Um I will say the name of a session wrestler, and you just say a one-word answer.
2: Okay, so, as far as, like, what I, what I think of her, or,
1: or the first word that pops into my head? First word that pops into your head. Okay. Um, so, we'll start with Leah. Amazing. Um, have you met any of the uh, Canadian session wrestlers? Um, Mutiny and Hazel or Vixen Romano. She's known as on Twitter. I haven't I haven't
2: sessioned with some of those yet. Uh, so no.
1: Okay, so we'll we'll, we'll skip those. Um yeah, and,
2: and and like I said, I mean, like like I I've sessioned with them a, a ton, but I haven't sessioned with everybody. But I know them, you know. But also, um, just gotta remember that. Um, and, and, and this is something that I wanted to talk about too. The the pages on on the sites, okay. When you learn about the girls and the services that they offer, okay, a lot of them are lame. A lot of them are poorly written. A lot of them have terrible photographs. A lot of them don't really give you a whole lot of information. So guess what, girls? You're asking for questions in those emails that you could answer already on your on your page. So take the time to fill out the page in detail as much detail as you can okay so that being said sometimes a lot of these session wrestlers don't offer the types of sessions that I want okay for example I don't want my face sat on yes in my opinion that that's not wrestling when a guy lies there and gets his face sat on that's not wrestling okay when a guy lies there and has you kick him in the kick stand there and kick him in the balls or, or rub your foot all over your face um rub your foot all over his face, that's not wrestling, okay? So, if I don't see um, semi comp wrestling or, or um, you know, something along those lines of wrestling in their profile, I probably won't even contact them. Yeah. And a lot of these girls are, they don't They don't want the guy to offer any kind of resistance. They want the guy to basically, like, take whatever it is that they dish out. And, you know, one of the sessions that I did one time, she said she offered semi-call instead of right, on, right on, on her page, you know. So I exchanged a couple emails with her. She agreed that it was going to be semi-call, okay? And when I got there, she wouldn't um, she wouldn't let me touch her. Ooh. She, she Basically, she wanted to pinch me. She wanted to slap me. She wanted to beat me up. And I'm like, wait a
1: second. You know, this isn't what I signed up for,
2: which means, yeah, which means I offer some resistance, you know, and I go, and if it's okay, I'd like to, you know, you know, give, give a little back to you. And if you don't want to do that, you know, that's what I'm paying for. And she's like, well, that's not what I want. I want to beat you up. And I'm like, but can I defend myself? And she's like, no, you can't defend yourself. And I'm like, okay, here's your $300. Have a nice life. And I left. Okay, so. So a lot of so there's a lot of session wrestlers out there that I won't wrestle or have a session with
1: because they don't offer what I want, and so I avoid them. Okay, yeah, understandable. Um, so back to the name game here. Um, yeah. Christy Etzeld, tough. She's tough. She's yes, she is. Well, she's a, she's a real awesome sweetheart too. I met her for an uh, interview. Um, Megan Jones.
2: Megan Jones. First one that pops to my head. Um, she's beautiful.
1: Yeah, I I know firsthand too. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of other. Sybil Starr.
2: She's a classy, she's this. she's, she's
1: professional, she's classy, she's, she, she knows, she knows how to run her business. Um, Hollywood.
2: Hollywood legend.
1: Uh, Julie Winchester.
2: Um, sexy.
1: Allie Parker.
2: Allie Parker, um, Hmm. Uh, I mean a a, a, lot, a lot of words are coming to mind. around. I'm trying to think of one that I haven't used yet. Um
1: Well, you can say the same word.
2: Yeah, she's um she's just fun.
1: Um I don't know if you've met this one, Tomiko. Tomiko.
2: Tomiko's cool. So, so um, I, I I've been watching Tomiko for years. She's just I like Tomacola. Tomakova.
1: She's awesome. Oh, by the way,
2: I meant to by the way, I mean I meant to tell you something. I'm gonna give you a little bit of advice if I could. Yeah. Okay. Um, and this is my opinion, so you can take it with a little grain of salt, but um there is one thing that I learned a long, long, long time ago with regard to women. Okay? And and that is don't bring up their age or their weight for any
1: reason. Exactly.
2: Regardless of Regardless of good intentions, bad intentions, doesn't matter. There's nothing that can come of it that is
1: good. So you never, ever, ever bring up the topic of a girl's weight or, or age. Yep. Ever. Okay, let's see who else. Um, have you met anybody from, like, the Seattle area?
2: The Seattle area. Um, I'm not
1: that I know, I mean, I know a lot of the names, uh, like um, Raquel, I know, in Seattle,
2: oh, well, there was a company um, called, uh,
1: what, was it like, C&B C- 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 Video, and B- yes,
2: C&B, C- C- they were in Seattle,
1: right? They were in Seattle, yes, and sadly, oh. they're, they're no longer around, um, but, yeah,
2: so i I know that company. There, there, there was a, um, a couple of them. There was like a blonde named Lara or
1: something like that. Yeah, she was. Um, I remember seeing them. Um, MTV actually did a um, True Life, you know, in their True Life series. Um, it was called True Life. I'm a private wrestler, and it focused okay. on C mm-hmm. and B Video. And I think it was Chloe that I told this to. And I've been trying to find a copy of it on online and on YouTube, and no such luck. So I don't know what happened with it. Um, there's really nobody. There's only one that I'm aware of in Portland. Um, her name is Monday Jones. What's um, yeah, her name? Brianna Kelly is here. Yeah. Is here now too. Have you ever encountered her? No, I have not. Okay. Um, let's see, who else? Malibu. Oh, yeah, of course. No, uh, answer. <laughs> oh,
2: answer. Um, Malibu is, uh... Um, let's see. I, I, I mean, how can I describe I mean, other than, like, tough and strong, or, um, she's, uh, she's just, she's a good wrestler. She's, not uh, you know, she's popular, she's well known, um, um Yeah, I mean I haven't yeah, I haven't actually sessioned with her,
1: so I don't know you know the skill level but you um know, she seems
2: like a um, seems like a um you know, kind of a friend in, in the Yeah. Did you ever meet uh Devin Damo? Yes. Well, yes and no. Um and she would probably remember me if I tell you how I met her. Um, so remember, I told you I did a session there um, after like 15, 20 minutes. I'm like, I have not idea. Was that, okay. was,
1: was that so, her? Well, Devin was with that
2: girl. And Devin, and Devin spent the session in the, in the bathroom.
1: Oh. So,
2: so that's the only time I have had that. I don't know exactly who
1: she is. She used to be out of Atlanta, right? Um, she, she used to be out of Atlanta. She moved to L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, actually, li- yeah, Lil Burnett. Yeah, I'm, I actually um visited her at her home. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've probably heard some of the stories about that. How you know how she was supposed to go come with me on a tour that I did last year, but uh-huh. it didn't pan out. But you know, she got me completely blitzed. Um, but she just moved back to, um, the Auburn, Alabama area, um, in February, and, um, she just told me that she is done with this. Oh,
2: she's not gonna do it anymore?
1: Yeah, she's not gonna do it anymore, she said. I mean, that's, you know, that's unfortunate, but, you know, like, um, these these
2: ladies have a shelf life. You know, I mean there was there was a girl that I thought left the industry way too early. I used to wrestle Diaz early. Remember her? Oh yes. Dia was awesome, you know, but so so I had a session with Dia one time and um, part of the reason that I, that I like that I like Dia is uh, there's one thing about me with regard to sessions. Um I like I like to sweat. I have I have a little bit of a gift that my mom always said that it is very unique. Like, <laughs> I have no I have, I have no body of it. At all, I can sweat profusely and I don't stink. Wow, it's, it's it's rare. I've never used deodorant in my life. I don't need to. Okay, and and I love to sweat. I mean, I'm in an area that's extremely humid, um, and, and I absolutely love to sweat. And I love love to see girls sweating. I love, I love the nice shiny body. Okay, well, Dia sweats, and so so her and I had a session, and we were dripping with sweat, which was amazing, but. Knocked me out with like a wrench chokehold. She so, um she she put like her forearm into my uh, into my throat and I saw black person. But um but we ended up um. They um, you know, they go through a lot. You know, they they have injuries, they have surgeries, they have guys that keep them poorly, they have, you know, they, they travel a lot, they spend a lot of time away from home, they miss their pets, they miss their family, you know, they get burnt out. And, you know, us as fans sometimes don't always have to
1: Yeah, just, just keep keep your, just don't say anything. Leave
2: these girls alone every night and
1: let them have a break. Yeah, no kidding. And
2: and, and sometimes they might come back, Like, look at the music
1: Of like um yeah it's kinda of like Metallica. Um you know they did they released the black album then they toured you know constantly up until I believe uh-huh. ninety four uh-huh. and then you know they just went MIA for two years until you know the load album came out. So uh-huh. yeah, I mean you get burned <laughs> out on you,
2: I mean what I would what I would say about Devin is you know, Oh, she's still pretty young uh, I know so and if she keeps in, in shape then she just might, might need to like check out for a little while and maybe if she you know um, there's a true passion for which most of them do you know then they'll circle back to it and kind of get back into it because um, we all need a break we all need to you know move on for a little while and, and stop going what you're doing and just you know maybe like go on cruise or take a vacation or
1: I think think I'm getting there I I think I'm getting there with uh, my job uh, considering that you know I'll be 42 this year but I've been working for this company for over half my life now 22 Mm -hmm. and a half years yeah, yeah and 20 of them have been as a pharmacy technician Okay, and you know it's getting to the point where I'm just getting burned out.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, it happens. And, you know, one of the things, I'll tell you a little bit about me. Um, So I had an amazing job up in Massachusetts. I had, you know, 14 years with the company. I was making a ton of money. I I wrote my own schedule. I worked like 25 hours a week. Um, My wife had a killer job. And what did we do? We decided that we didn't want to be in New England anymore, you know? And we still had family there, and we still had friends there, but we're like, you know what? We, we want to move south. So we um, we got our daughter's thumbs up on it. You know, she was just about to start high school, and she's like, "Yeah, I'll move." And um, my wife quit her job, and I quit my job, and we picked up and moved the family to South Carolina, and we just had to find work here. You know, and everyone's like, "What are you doing?" You know, you're in your mid forties. You know, and, and your life is set. It's awesome. And I'm like, well, well, I don't want to do it anymore. I want to do something else. You know, and, and I, I believe in this, this statement. Your life begins outside of your comfort zone. Go do things that are scary. Go do things that are uncomfortable because your life will change for the better if you, if you can, you know, get through it. And believe me, if you're hardworking and you're ambitious, you're not going to fail. So, and here's another question that I like to ask people: What would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? So, if you're a pharmacy technician for
1: twenty something years, what would you do if you couldn't fail? That is so true. Um, but uh, wow, I've never really thought if about. If you knew you, if,
2: yeah, if you knew you couldn't fail, what would you do?
1: I have never really thought of that before. Um, you know, um, my 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 father and I actually um, have a little side business, um, but it's only for like one week out of an entire year. We have the, and it's been uh, recognized by the Guinness Book of World Records, as the world's largest fireworks booth. It's basically like a, oh, I don't know, um, you guys don't have Costco's there in South Carolina, do you? Um, probably somewhere, but not near where I live now. We're basically the... Like, Sam's Club. Sam's Club. Yeah, we're basically like, uh, Sam's Club or Walmart or Costco, okay. you know, warehouse-style store of fireworks. Okay. And, you know, well, we,
2: There's a ton of fireworks in South Carolina. <laughs> there's a
1: ton of We get, um, I believe it's now 5% of the sales, so 5% of $3.5 million for one week. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean...
2: You know, I I mean, if, you know, if you're burnt out, you know, like I said, um... People have, people have things that are on their bucket list, you know, like, in, and I'll, I'll listen to people that are like, oh, you know, going to, uh, going to Switzerland is on my bucket list. I've always wanted to go there. It's like, okay, well, what's stopping you from going there now? Oh, well, well you know, uh,
1: nine times out of ten, I don't have a
2: reason. Like, if you want to go to Switzerland, freaking go to Switzerland.
1: Yeah, okay? exactly. Tomorrow, Tomorrow's promise to nobody. You know, I mean, like,
2: like, like I could wake up tomorrow and find a lump in my throat and and all of a sudden I go to the doctor and they're like, oh yeah, you have tumors. You know, we're going to give you six months to live. You never freaking know. Okay. So, I mean, that's why in this lifetime, I'm always like, be good to people, you know, bury the hatchet. You know, when you wake up in the morning, realize that, hey, you've got another day above ground. Okay. And if there's stuff that you want to do in your life, just do it.
1: Because, exactly. You know, because it, you, you know, if you have this plan of oh, you know, I'll do it
2: when I retire. I'll do it when I have enough money saved. You know, I'll do it when uh, you know the kids are in college. You know, it's like you know what? You never, you, you never know. I mean, there's light gets in the way. Yeah. And 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 before you know it, you're fifty. And before you know it, you're sixty. And before you know it, you know nothing. You know all the things you wanted to do. You know now you're too old to, to do them. You know you 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 have bad knees when you want to you know w- walk up the stairs at, at some you know trip that you're on. Now you got to take the elevator. Um, you know it's like live a little. Just take the time to live a little. You know I want I want to be in the Jimmy Buffett. Um, there's a. Uh, there's a song called um, I, "I Believe It's He Went to Paris." I think that's the And in the song, he says, "Some of its magic and some of its tragic, but I had a good life all the way." Okay, I want to be able to say that someday. Yeah. And
1: you know, I can't say that right now. I haven't done enough. Yeah. Um, shoot. What, what was I gonna? I was gonna. Oh, I had another name for you. Okay. Jennifer Thomas.
2: Oh, that's Jennifer Thomas. Um, I I'm um, good. Strong. Um, the, the one thing I remember about Jennifer Thomas, I mean, I, 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 I probably have a good foot on her. She's little. And um, the thing that I remember about Jennifer, she's got a very strong right arm. And she wrapped that around my neck and I had no chance. Eva Thomas is—I um, mean, I have nothing but good things
1: to say about her. She's, she's a pioneer. She's fun. She's cute. She's just—she's um, everything that this industry needs. And she actually um, made that banner for me uh-huh. that is now on Session Girl's website.
2: Jennifer is Jennifer's
1: awesome. She is. She Jennifer. is an awesome, awesome woman. I have nothing but love and respect for her. I mean, she asked me if I wanted to have a banner on Session Girls, you know, because this podcast is basically dedicated to Session Wrestling, you know, the wrestlers, um, you know, the fans, everyone. Uh And so I just kind of made, like, a little generic one, you know. And and then I was in the middle of my interview with Clever Brave on Sunday, Uh and I get an email from Jennifer And she's like, well, what about this one? And I was just blown away. Um, I couldn't believe that she would do that. Um, She didn't have to do that, but, you know, it was awesome that she did. And I've just been praising her ever since. (laughs) I mean, and then, you know, the very, I believe it was the very next day, I go on to Session Girls, and there I am. Right there, front and center. It's like, Uh wow. (laughs) I mean, not bad for a guy that's doing a podcast, you know, that hasn't been doing it very long. You know, I'm... No, no,
2: no, no, you're good. You're doing great. I'm I'm, glad to be honest. Like I said, I mean, um, I don't have the ability to talk to my wife and friends and daughter about this thing. So... A lot of time that I book a session, I just want to talk. You know, I don't necessarily need to wrestle. I mean, like, um, I like to wrestle, but more often than not, I just like to talk to the girl. Yeah. Um, I'll pay to talk to a girl, um, you know, on Skype, I'll pay to talk to her on on phone, um, you know. But sometimes I just, I just book a session just so that I can
1: talk to her. I've had sessions where I don't wrestle at all. Yeah, I've, um, in fact when I mentioned Megan Jones, um, she came to Portland with Mia Annabella.
0: Um,
1: and I'm sure you heard the story that I told Mark last night. Um, you know, I, it was, it's for a book that I'm writing called the session interviews and you know, I told him I would pay them, you know, I couldn't wrestle because I was still, I was, had just been diagnosed with, um, Osteo- cervical osteoarthritis in my C1 and two vertebrae, and my you know my whole arm was numb, and you know fingertips tingling. You know that's usually a telltale sign of severe neck damage. Okay. Um. So they, I asked if I could do an interview, and if I could just pay them fifty dollars for however long. They said, Yeah, that's cool. So the day of the interview, I text Megan. I go. You know, I told you fifty, but I think I'm gonna give you each eighty. And she was like, Oh Great. wow, that that's awesome. And uh-huh. then I get to their hotel, which was in Tigard, Oregon, which is about how oh, I want to say ten miles outside of Portland. And the first thing I said was, You know, I told you I was gonna pay you eighty, right? And they're like, Yes. Well, I lied. I'm paying you a hundred each, <laughs> and you know, g- gave them both a hundred dollars and just for an interview. And
2: yeah, I, I mean, I mean, we, we we do stuff like that, you know, to support this industry. It's um, it's not unheard of. Now, now, I've spent way too much money on this industry, in my opinion, but I love it. I absolutely love it. There's certain girls that I'll I'll open the bank for if they'll let me. <laughs> and, um, I just, I just love to support, I just love to support the industry, but I love to talk about it, I love to support it, um, and, and I will pretty much do anything for anybody if they ask, you know? One of the things that I don't like, though, and, and, and some girls, you know, might be able to pay attention to this, did you ever see the movie The Purge?
1: Which one? <laughs> Okay, so, so, so it's it's the first purge, not okay. the movie, the
2: first purge, but the first purge movie. Yes, with Ethan Hawke. Okay, do you remember what it was about? Why they wanted to kill him?
1: It's been a it's been a while since I've seen it. Okay,
2: i, mean, right, I so I'll give you a clue can. Okay, so all the neighbors wanted to kill Ethan Hawke and his family. Okay, and the reason that they wanted to kill them is because now, now what the purge is all about is. You know everything legal for one night for murder. So, so they have the ability to kill them uh, without getting in trouble for it. So they, uh, so they tried to. So what happened is Ethan Hawke's family or Ethan Hawke's business is to sell security systems, right? Mm-hmm. And so what he did was he sold security systems to like every neighbor in the cul de sac. And what happened was he ended up using pretty much all of the proceeds for, um, for that. The amount of money that they paid him for that service, and he turned around and gave his house all the bells and whistles. So basically, put all of the other ones to shame. So what he basically did was he took their money and he invested it in their own in his own house, and basically slapped them in the face with the money that they gave him. Okay, so what I'm getting at is sometimes. Session wrestlers do exactly that. Okay, what they do is they ask the things. Okay, and they um, and they you know they work hard for the sessions that they um, go on. Okay, but then what they do is they end up posting um, how they're using their, their 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 clients' money. Okay, and and you know living living it up and living above their means, and you know sometimes that's like. Really, I just gave them, you know, a thousand dollars for a session, and I bought them clothes, and I took them to dinner, and I did all these things, and and now they're gonna post about how they're using, you know, that money to, you know, do a, a bunch of other things when when I thought that they, you know, kind of needed my help. So I what a lot of session wrestlers need to do is they need to basically like don't do that, you know, don't. Don't slap your fans in the face with all of the money
1: that they just spent on you. You know, be humble about it. And you're going to get more. Yeah, Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, Looks like Mark just posted something on Twitter. (laughs) Maybe it's me, but us us guys really are interesting on these podcasts. Last night, that moron was more interesting than he thought. Tonight... um, (laughs) At D Russell Fam One makes some interesting points from a view we never hear. Huh.
2: Okay. Well, 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 like I, well, like I said, I mean, like I just want to kind of like summarize this. I, I, I talked about two primary things. I talked about the safety of the girls. Mm-hmm. I think that is by far... Like, like, I heard about this guy in the Czech Republic that's
1: breaking girls' ankles, and I heard about that guy.
2: Yes. Okay. So, so this, so this is becoming a problem. And you know, back in the day, Hollywood used to travel around with a six foot seven Viking guy that was that would break most people in half. Okay, and and he he would be in the adjoining room. So if anything ever got out of hand, he'd break down the door and just throw the guy out. Okay. Well, a lot of girls can't afford to do it and they don't have the resources to do something like that. Okay. So if they can't travel around in in, in a double session, you know, they have to do things like they have to build up a client base with a bunch of people that they trust, okay? And they have to to get referrals, 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 referrals. Ask other people about what guys are like, okay? Um, Have the guy give them referrals, say, oh, you want to know what I'm like in a session? Ask this girl. I've sessioned with her a lot, okay? And call that girl and say, What do you like? What do I like expect? Okay? So so the safety of the girls by far is extremely important. And and like I said, to to piggyback on that, um, when you go to uh um when when you are session wrestling, I would love it if you can somehow get out of the hotel room and get on the mat. And the way that you do that is you basically, you know, this is just for the, the the session wrestlers that just wrestle. This is not for the ones that, you know, do the face-sitting and do the, the nudity and do the foot-on face and all that kind of, okay, and sitting on face. This is for the ones that just wrestle. Because you should be able to do that outside of a hotel room. You should be able to um, wrestle in a um, an aerobic studio. I mean, let's let throw in a couple of these. You know, and say say to some um, uh, you know owner of a gym, say, hey, you know, I I, I want to let the back half of the gym, or for an hour, and um and uh you know, I'm gonna, you know we're gonna we're gonna use it you know, do some
0: grappling, mm-hmm. okay, and and, and go into the session. Now there's people around. It's safer.
2: It's safer, okay. And, and and like for example, like like um you know when when I try to explain how like, I hear this with my family. Can you imagine if I if all I do in my sessions is wrestling dogs?
0: Yeah. If I if if I told my wife, oh, I'm going to I'm
2: going to wrestle a girl, she'd be like, okay, well, you going to wrestle? Oh, we're going to wrestle in in a hotel room. She'd be like, yeah, fuck that. Show me wrestling in a hotel room, okay? But if I said I'm going down to the local place of fitness and and we're going to go into a uh, an aerobic studio and we're going to wrestle in there for an hour, she'd be like, yeah, fine, go ahead, do it up. Okay, so so that's that's like a pipe game that I have.
0: Oh yeah.
2: Oh uh, like I said, the mo- the most important thing is the girls safe. The
1: girls need to be to kept safe. Let's see. Um any final thoughts, final words? Think that pretty much covers everything. Well,
2: thank you for having me on. We didn't get a chance to talk
1: about beer. Oh, uh, you know, we could talk. We still got about three three minutes. We can talk about beer if you want. All right. So, what's your favorite type of beer? Well, um, here, you know, I don't know if you know about the Northwest and their um, craft brews they have here.
2: Um. I I mean, I don't know a whole lot of the craft breweries around the country. I'm just into particular styles, and I'm always looking to try all kinds of beers that have that
1: style. For example, do you like Dr. Box? I actually uh, do. Um, I'm also a big um, IPA and uh, Imperial IPA drinker. Okay.
2: I mean i'm not a big hoppy guy I, I and I'm kind of in the minority guy. i'm more of a i'm more of a moppy guy so so i like i like bouncing doubles i like i, I like milk stars i like quarters um i like um, you know maronss uh box, you know saisons Cezanne,
1: saisons uh, Yeah. Um, we have this one double IPA here. Um, I actually had a picture of it last night with a friend of mine. Um, I don't know who makes it, but it's called Trail Builder. Okay, oh, nice. okay. Holy crap.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, okay. uh, It will knock you out. <laughs> well, see,
2: see, I like the high alcohol content. Because, you, like, because, you know, obviously you get more things if your but also... It it has more to it. It has more um better mouthfeel. It'll actually age better. It'll last longer. It won't go um it won't go bad as quickly as alcohols that have less. I mean, beers that have less alcohol content. So you know, the higher alcohol content, the better. Because um, I think it's better beer, and it will it will last longer, and it will actually age better.
1: Yes. Um. But yeah, I'm. Like I had a beer called Dragon's Have You ever heard of that? I have. It's friggin' amazing. <laughs> um, when I was in actually in Atlanta, um, I had this one from uh, the brewery. Is called Sweetwater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
2: know Sweetwater. They had the Sweetwater for 420.
1: That's what it was. Yep. And but
2: 420 stands for. It has nothing to do with the beer. It's just like all the colleges, like oh, 420.
1: Yep, but it's it's actually made with um, Cascade hops, you know, native to this area, sure. and oh yeah, that was yeah, you guys have great hops up that way. Uh, oh yeah, and we um, see that's pretty much the basis of my trips that I take is to try a craft beer in each city I've been to. Um, okay. So so far, Atlanta's um, right up there. Um, Newark, New Jersey wasn't. I haven't been in. I haven't been in Colorado yet. Um, Las Vegas was the worst. Las Vegas was the worst. Yeah. Vegas was the worst. Oh um, yeah. It's happened twice now. The first was at Ellis Island um, Casino, and okay. I tried their IPA, and it was garbage. It tasted like uh, regular Coors. Mm. And this past um, trip to Vegas, which, you know, was... I did the Atlanta to Vegas back to Portland loop. Um, uh-huh. I went to Sin City Brewery because I was supposed to um, go see Bella Inc. Um, uh-huh. Dance at Planet Hollywood, and I never made it there. But um, I went to Sin City Brewery brewing, and had their IPA, and I warned the server, um, just so you know, I am from the Northwest, and we are known for our hops, and we are known for our IPAs, if I don't like this, I will tell you, and he was like, fair enough, and sure enough, that first sip, it was, it was not good, and I told him, I'm like, dude, I'm sorry, but you know, this isn't what it this is not an IPA. He's like, I can respect that. <laughs> what did they give you? Oh, God, it was, it was an, it looked almost like a Irish Red than an IPA. Oh, like, a, like maybe a Flanders Red or something? Or a Killian's Irish Red. Mm-hmm. But it, it was their IPA that they have there, and I was not impressed. It's
2: like, it's like wait a second, uh, it's, it's like, okay, it's an Indian Pale Ale. And an Irish red look nothing
1: alike. No, they don't, but this one was red like an Irish red, and yeah. it's like, are you kidding me? Yeah, he had no idea. But um and then uh my friend um was with me um took me to this place called J. Karaoke in it's called Chinatown, but I call it Asia Town because they've got you know Vietnamese and Japanese and Laotian. and yeah, the bla- and the Blazers are up ninety four eighty five. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, but I had this one IPA, and it was from Japan. It's called Dai Dai IPA. Okay. It's made with this exotic f- uh, fruit from Japan, and it was really really good. I was really impressed by it.
2: Right. Well, one of the things I, I like to do is, and, you know, I, I like kind the best way to buy beer is um, in a flight. So, you know, if, if, if bars are offering flights, I'll usually order a flight. And what I'll say to the bartender is, you know, if they don't have a good description of beer, is I'll say, "Okay, I like I like malty, I like um, low i um, uh, I'm sorry, I like low perceived bitterness, um, I like darker in color." And I like higher alcohol content. Yeah. So based on those three things, set me up with five things in a plate and let me have fun. You know, that's usually how I, how I sample and, you know, because a plate is usually only like, what, four or five ounces.
0: Yeah. You know, and then, it, and if there's one that you love, like, it was a stout that I
2: thought with was like chocolatey and coffee flavor and I'm like, oh my God, it's so good. And, uh, oh. you know, the alcohol content was high and,
1: you know, I am just, Chocolate coffee stout. I I've had one of those before.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I've also had an org- organic chocolate stout. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Um. There is a place in Portland. Um, called Prost. Um, you can look. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You can look it up online. It's uh, P R O B S T. It's mm-hmm. a, a German beer house and what they have there's just phenomenal. They have pretty much anything you can think of. And it's just a it's just a cool place to go. They give you a punch card and then if you get X amount of punches you get a free beer stein from them. So <laughs> Um and then we also he, and then we also have, you know, the beer festivals. Um one of my friends here actually puts on the Vancouver Brewfest um twice a year. And a lot of breweries from as far north as Bellingham, Washington, and as far south I believe as uh, San Diego, come up. You know, in every city in between, and you know, for one token you get you get a pint glass, and for one token you get you know a, about a, p- a plate size, like you were saying. But for three tokens, you can get a full pint. And there's been some there's been some good beers there, and the absolute worst one I had was a strawberry rhubarb ale. <laughs> yeah, those are out there. I mean, those are the,
2: those are
1: the flavor Oh yeah, uh, it, it, it was it was horrendous. <laughs> and FYI, congratulations! You now hold the record for the longest podcast, breaking oh, breaking Tamako's record of ninety seven minutes.
2: <laughs> well, I don't know if, it, I, don't know if a, I don't know if that's a record I want to. I want to keep. I mean, like I'm sure that there's you know, if there's any listeners left out there, I'm sure they'll like I grab this up and shut the hell
1: up so I can go to bed. Yeah. yeah, and you know, it, it amazes me that how many um listeners I have are all East Coast based. There's very few from the West Coast. Well, I mean, one of the things that is. um uh, that you'll know learn
2: about me is I love to talk about this industry and I need to talk about this industry and you know that's why I do so many sessions.
1: And now you have an.
2: That's one of the best. Yeah, one of the best ways to talk about this industry is to have a session, like that is, and I
1: get to meet the wrestlers and the about the industry, and
2: that's my problem. And now there's so a, I, I. And now I have this. This is
1: awesome. And now there's a podcast that is dedicated to all session wrestling. You know. All session wrestlers, all their fans, you know anybody that wants to come on. Um, I've I've extended invitations. In fact, next week I'm going to be interviewing um, Ariel X and Julie Winchester. See,
2: Ariel, Ariel X, I think, is about as good as it in this industry. I think that she's just flat out the bomb, and
1: uh, I can't wait to listen to her on the podcast. And I'm interviewing Jennifer Thomas twice. In the span of a month She is, she's great too Um, in fact, I may be going down to L.A. in June For, um, her Session event that she's having Well, I can't wait to hear more about that Yeah, she's supposed to She's not a whole
2: lot of details
1: Yeah, she told me that she was going to send me the details So I could, um You know, announce it on the podcast Um, From what I know, is that for, um, this first one that she's going to do is just going to be all L.A.-based um, sessioners. Well,
2: well, well, is it going to kind of be like, because she, she put other things on there, like just other than sessions. So,
1: I mean, is it going to be like like a little mini-convention? It's, it's what it's going to sound like it's going to be. Um, I hope to find out more... In the, uh... So there'll be, like, vendors there, and there'll be companies that can, you know, talk about their products. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's, like, companies that, you know, provide mats and sell lights. Because right I, I, I know, I'm, I'm... I'm thinking Hit the Mat might actually be there. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're based... Yeah, in- but, um, do you remember
0: back in the day,
1: back in, like, the late 90s, Jack King used to do the wrestling convention? Oh, you know, I wasn't old enough then. <laughs> okay. All right, so back, back in the, um, back in the mid
2: to late 90s, um, Jack Penn once a year, used to have the women's wrestling convention.
1: Because, oh, you know, you know what, I, I have, have heard
2: happened. of this. I have, I, Okay. And so had a ring, and so you could, you could, um, there were real matches in the ring, and then you could have sessions, you know, um, throughout the weekend. It was like a 3 day
1: event. I did hear about this, and there would be matches with, um, girls from, uh, other companies against each other. Yes.
2: Like, yeah. They
1: would come like they would come over from, from Europe, and they would you know it would be this company, and that company and they'd be in be Korea, um, it would be vendors there like like um, you know Hollywood used to have her own she'd talk about. The it, things that she you know, offered. it was Hollywood that because I was um, a part of her um, Yahoo group, mm-hmm. and I and I knew um, that DWW from uh, Europe was there. Yeah. Ringmaster yeah, yeah, Girls. Yeah, like, yeah. Um yeah, so, yeah, like I used to I, I used to catch her with Chrissy. You know, Chrissy, remember Ringmaster Girls? Yeah, um, I've always wanted to meet her.
2: She is awesome.
1: She I've is great. Always so, wanted to and I used to exchange I used to exchange personal letters because we because we were you know, we were um, you know, talking about sessions before you know. Yeah, she is somebody that I've always wanted to meet. Yes, Chrissy has
2: she
1: say, to with her. I mean, I, I just wouldn't even want to, you know, do a session with her other than, you know, an interview, you know, for this. Oh, yeah, I would, I mean, I always thought she was beautiful and very talented. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, since then we've interviewed somebody, and since then I, mean, I mean, actually had a mastermind, uh, and that's when I was. Oh, yeah. There's just so many that I'm going to be interviewing. I mean, not bad for a guy that just started in, you know, December, you know, and is now on five different platforms and soon to be six and seven. <laughs> no,
2: I, I mean, you know, Mike, I want you to what done, and um you know please uh you know please feel
1: free to have me on. You know, and it's and like I always tell my guests whenever you need something to fill some It's it's like I always tell my guests, you know, you get, you're more than welcome to come back anytime. Just uh and Yeah, I mean I I mean I've talked about about
2: customs, I mean like but I also think so, um, you know talk about customs uh, and uh
1: that's good that and I'd love to get my two on customs. Yeah, I mean and you can always call in now or text in um, because I have that, that, I have that number three six zero two three four two five zero six. It's okay, it's now can text in that it is now a dedicated number for uh, the show. So just like I have, uh, I may have to pl- may have to uh, get one of my old phones. I'm I'm up to three phones I'm using now. <laughs> <laughs> one for the podcast, one for the phone calls, and got one for the uh, Wi-Fi call, and then I'll have one more for the email. So, Well, my friend, keep doing what you're doing. I'm going let you go. because i heard going to All righty, brother. Thank you for... And um, th- th- I, I can't thank you enough for having me on. Oh, no, it was, the pleasure is all mine. Thank you for coming on to the show, um, and I look forward to our next uh, conversation. Same here. All right.
0: Yes, have a good night.
1: Bye you too, much. man. Uh, bye-bye. Thanks. Take care. All right, ladies and gentlemen. That was Dan. Um, you know, he, doing the sessions for um, thirty years. Um, he made some very good points uh, this evening. As uh, Mark, um, as Mark pointed out on Twitter. Um, of course, Mark was my guest last night. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, like I said, I now have the. Uh, direct phone number uh 360 234 2506. you know you can call or attempt to call and um, or you know it's just better if you text um, text your questions to my guests um, you know there's the email WashingtonWrestleTalk at gmail.com and if you're a session wrestler that wants to be interviewed I'm always available via DM at triple R Product uh, of course you can email um, Washington wrestle talk at gmail.com and uh, with that in mind ladies and gentlemen uh, things are just things are just getting uh, started and we're getting the ball rolling on this podcast here so uh, I will bid you all a, a great evening and uh, remember Saturday I will have Becca Jaguar as my guest um, she is a boxer. She has her own Clips for Sale store, and she's boxed some of who's who in the session industry. So uh, look forward to that. Um, see if I can't get an interview for tomorrow. You know, But until then, guys, I will talk to you later, and have a good evening. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?